Align Your Practice podcast with Dr. Cliff Fisher, where your best practice and life awaits you. Are you tired of running a practice on your own? We want to come alongside you with experts to help you create your dream practice and your dream life. Here is your host. All right, Tribe, welcome back. Episode three of our core values. I'm super excited for this one. And so first, we just want to welcome you to the Align Your Practice with Dr. Cliff and Dr. Joe, brought to you by Align Life. I'm excited to dive into this one on business, Joe. Like, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. And I know you've been through this. I've been through this. So I'd love to hear your first, like, what's the first thing that comes up for you? Because I know so many businesses want them, but they don't have them. Yeah, I, I use the word uh, resistance a lot, someone told <laughs> me. But the resistance on the journey of business is reduced with uh, understanding the business core value. To, so I'm always thinking of things like a machine. I, I love the phrase like, where are the wheels going to fall off the wagon uh, when you're looking at business? Like, what's the weakest point? And I think of the same thing like an engine that has friction. And it's just not moving efficiently. You're burning fuel. You don't have oil in the engine. There's And don't let Joe Clarino listen to this because he'll make fun of me. I know, <laughs> nothing, I know nothing about cars. And when he hears me talk car scenarios, he makes fun of me. So don't, don't let him listen to this. But anyway... Friction right, in block. <laughs> block, block him from this. That's uh, right. But friction in an engine doing its thing or a practice doing its thing, friction and resistance cause spins off wasted energy, just like an engine would in a way. And understanding core values just makes it, in a sense, becomes more effortless. Not effortless, more effortless <laughs> in yeah. business. So what we've done so far, and I'll tell you, it's wild. I learned a lot from our last podcast because I understood energy better by just talking through it with you, that it really helped me get clarity. But we started with, you know, what is core values? We talked about it in the personal life and our personal relationships. Now we're going to take this thing, this this energy, and we're going to say, how do we do this in business, right? That's what today's yeah. podcast is. So. Yeah, I think the business side of it, that's where people always, they don't realize the personal. So I think that's new, but the business are like, oh, we should have them. And you know, my, my same thoughts are on business is it's not who you aspire to be. Who are you? What is your company about? Cause all these companies like, and I don't have like some of the companies, but what they say they are and how they're acting don't align at all. Like, you know, I, I forget the, what was that big company like 10, 12 years ago that they were, they went bankrupt. Like a lot of people lost a lot of money. It was like a huge and company. Right. Enron, like if you looked at what their core values were, there was like honesty, integrity, like it was so in left field. Yeah. So it's funny. You don't think when a company's multi-billion dollar company, it could evaporate in the industry in weeks, a company that's that massive. But you're off on your, that's a great example. You're off on your core values so bad, you contradict everything you're about it vanishes. The company literally vanished. Yeah. Obviously, there's corruption and legal activity, but the, that's a giant uh, enterprise that vanishes. And it's interesting that you took it back to core values because it was a massive contradiction in core values, massive contradiction. So I like what you said, because if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're sitting in the seat or you're, uh, you're, you're on your bike or you're taking a walk and you're listening to us talk about this. And you got to make a, a line in the sand that you're going to understand your business core values. And then the next line in the sand is we're going to bring it into the business. 
so that it's, it's alive in the business. Step two is way harder than step one, which is understand and refine what the core values are. Bringing them into your thoughts, your decisions, <laughs> your hiring. I mean, it's a whole nother project. But first, awareness around what they are is vital. And we're going to talk through some, some of the concepts and business core values today or in this podcast. But your job, and, and Cliff's a master at this, if you didn't take advantage of the half-hour opportunity with them last time, uh, that, that is something that can help you guide you on this journey. But bringing it into the business was the hardest thing for me. It took us three years to create the core values we have now because we kept refining it. And I thought I was done. And I met Cliff Fisher. And I, I almost started over. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, bringing it in the business is still a journey today, Cliff. And you're yeah. always pushing inside of the core values. And you should have all your team members bringing up the values. One of our team members, Carrie, Oh. Uh, use it as a language and she actually dialogues with the core values when she speaks. And that has helped me a lot too, because she, she brings it to the top line thought in my mind. Yeah. I think one of the fundamental things that to do in your business is acknowledge people like when they're doing a core value. And that's what I think Carrie is such a master at, but like in my practice is always like, wow, that was a great way to use. Like one of ours is people matter. And the way you treated that person and handled that issue was amazing and really expressed our core value of people matter. Once you link that, then you don't get more of what you want. You get more of what you reward and you can reward like verbally, you can reward monetarily, however you want to reward it. But that's kind of how it shows up. Yeah, I love it. I agree. So how do you want to progress through this? Uh, what's the architecture from your perspective as we break this down? So I think I would love to kind of hear your journey because, you, you know, you have a great journey because it's not three years. It's your whole career that you were building these core values. It was three years of like super intentional, like, okay, now I have clarity. But it was the, you know, 17, 20 years previous to that that allowed you to even be on this stage. So what I'd love to do is just kind of walk through our core values. I'm going to share my screen and we'll just kind of walk through it. I'll be curious on how intentional we were because this was three years and I know eight hours of our, just our corporate team sitting down and yeah. doing a back and, and live and then back and forth. This series of core values that you'll see here, this is the fourth, fifth refinement in about two and a half years where I probably have a hundred hours in every word, more than a hundred hours. Uh, Cause I, I, I read the books, took the courses, watched the, <laughs> videos, talk with Cliff, talk to the corporate team, our leadership team, consultants uh, to get to where we are, to every word has meaning. And I know, Cliff, this is going to drive me crazy. But as we go through this, you or I are going to pick a word that contradicts or has an issue. I with everything. <laughs> so I, I feel it. I'm prepared. <laughs> I have my core values right here. I have our line life core values That's right fair. here. And um, I will mark it up if I need to. So let's go through these. And, uh, and guys, this is not, uh, the, these aren't like, you, I, I'm not going to tell you this is intellectual property. I'm going to tell you if something resonates with you and you want to embrace a phrase or a word in your business, go ahead. Because we look at other people's core values and what hits our heart, our mind, our, our, it's congruent with our belief systems. And there's a phrase or a concept. We nurture that and bring it in and think through it. You don't want to copy a core value in a description exactly from another company, but you want to be inspired by reading core values. So I urge you not to just uh, spend the time listening to ours. 
go on uh, Google and search core values of big companies. Look at Apple's core values. Look at you know um, Microsoft's core values. Look at big companies, small companies, and and read core values and see how it resonates with you as you begin to frame. Again, not copying, but inspiring. Uh, what do you think, Cliff? Oh man, I think the thing that I would do is I would go local with it. Like find businesses that you locally respect cool. and you shop at and just, hey, what are your core values? Will you tell me about them? That's a great way, one, to build your practice, but two, to really start to understand that. And like, just and look that. inside. And then the other spaces on the personal core values, if you downloaded that PDF, there's a whole list of over 100 core values. Just start inside first before you start going outside. Don't let the outside determine who you think you should become. So start there. Then I love, Joe, where you went with, like, look at some of these big companies. Like I just looked up Enron's. Enron's was integrity, communication, respect, and excellence. <laughs> and they went through their whole thing, proudly displayed on their annual uh, report. So oh go internal first, local, then and local and national at the same time. You can do that at the same time, but don't, don't, don't be tainted by what everybody else thinks. Think inside first of who you should become because when you hear and, and when Joe shares our core values, you'll be blown away. You'll be like, oh my gosh, because they have such meaning to him that then they have meaning to our whole corporate team. That's a good point. Uh, my, my clarity for that is I don't want, if they like something here, I want them to feel free to do it. But you, you gave good yeah. clarity. You don't want to start there of like, oh, I want to be like Apple or I want to be, don't, don't do that. I'm saying when you look at this, if there's a phrase, take it. Uh, but don't yeah. – I like what you said. That's very important because I don't want them going and not thinking first and they're just trying to see maybe I could be a little bit like them and a little bit like them and a little bit like them. You want these to be innately yours. So it's a better exercise to refine your own, but don't be afraid to get inspired uh, on the journey. But you're uh -huh. right. First yourself. I like the local. I never thought of that to help learn business and build relationships. What a great way, Cliff, to. Uh, oh, to oh man, it's. <laughs> oh yeah, like it's such a it's such an awesome thing, and you'll find your people. We were talking about that earlier. You know, like, you know, I think everything going on, like you, my wife and I, like we really found our people and the direction we want to go in our lives. So, and we've done it through our core values, and so yeah, but. All right, well, let's break these down. Um, so this is the Align Life core values. This is what we want to honor to ourselves, to our team members. And what we what we like doing with our team members is find out what their core values are and seeing where their core values are respected and honored in the company core values. That helps your team members become more committed, loyal, and on the, the mission that you have because they see that their core values are honored by the company core values and that keeps it not to be a job but to be a mission to be a servant of the uh of the purpose of a company that we, we all are inside of that company so i think we've done well at that cliff is uh, helping unify those and i think that's also a good thing to add to the review process uh once a year is review have your team member kind of express their core values have they changed or they're more refined are we honoring your core values in the business? Where do you see your core values being honored by our company core values? And do you feel we're honoring our company core values? Is there anything you think we can do to better improve? That's a beautiful addition. And I'm, I will take a note on that in a moment here, because <laughs> I think that's uh, something that we want to get a little deeper into during the review process. So the first one here is wow 
everyone as the number one core value. This has massive meaning to me because I used to have a core value of honoring expectations. I used to have one on accountability. I used to have uh, a number in that realm of expectation, accountability, whatnot. But wowing everyone, when you're wowed at a business, a relationship, an experience, oh, when you're wowed, it's basically you have an expectation and the expectation is what? Exceeded. That's the wow. That's it. So it embodies the expectation that I wanted and accountability to exceed the expectation because that's what wowing everyone is, is exceeding an expectation. So it embodies <laughs> all of those thoughts into one deliverable because if you wow someone, it means they had an expectation and it was exceeded. End of story. So the fra phraseology around this is we create raving fans by setting clear expectations and striving to exceed them. That's how you wow someone, set it and exceed it. So if you don't know what the expectation is, you didn't tell it and you don't know it, now you're, you're leaving it to um, uh, an assumption. That's scary. An assumption is when your client, let's say your patient, and, and if you're a chiropractor listening to this, um, you have patient as an assumption, an assumption of how long the care is gonna be. An assumption of how it's going to cost. They don't know the cost. They don't know how long. They don't know this. They don't know that. They don't know. That. And you let them create assumptions. Now you're you're chained to whatever they think, and that's the best way of destroying uh, a relationship. So you have to pre-frame expectations, set them clearly, define them, and exceed them. So we focus on our best work, not the perfect work. It's important to know best work. And there was a, I think it was a Roosevelt a president uh, had someone come in the book, uh, Multipliers. They talked about him and they, the guy put a paper on his desk and he says, is this your best work? And he says, no, I can do better. They took the paper back, worked on it again, brought it back and said, okay. And he says, okay, now is this, are you telling me this is your best work? The person took it, took it back and refined it and put it in front of him. He goes, and he asked him a question. You know what? This is my best work. And Roosevelt said, okay, now I'll read it. Never read the first two. <laughs> I just thought that was such a great story. And setting up, uh, and it's something we're doing in the hiring process is saying, and, and pre-framing this, I'm just going to expect you to deliver your best work. Can, can we agree to that? Can you honor that? Because I'm going to ask you, is this your best work? And pre-frame that when you hire and use the languaging best work. Is this your best work? Uh, it, it, it has been shown in the book Multipliers to have an effect on your cognitive ability to actually deliver your best work. So going back to the sentence, we focus on our best work. We maintain consistency. That's consistency is the new intensity in business. Consistency. It's probably for me because of my uh, strength finders. I'm more into um, the vision and more into th th the new thing as a visionary down the road. Consistency is not my strength. It's my weakness. Um, <laughs> I want it in core values. So I learn how to honor the need for consistency. in business, And then we deliver our products with kindness. So, um, uh, you know, and our goal over it is to wow everyone. So what are your thoughts on uh, on breaking that down. Yeah, I love it. I, so for me, like when I look at that, I think a couple of basic things that I think 
we've done this for a long time, but like you want one or two words to define the core value. Then you go through and then define it. And Joe, you did an excellent job on this. And I know this is years of expertise and then also um, hundreds of hours, thousands of hours of work. And so what I like about it is super clear. There's no, like we understand exactly what wow everyone means, but it's also simple enough for us not to have to remember that entire definition to be able to say, okay, cool. We need to wow everyone. And we can come back and reference that, but, and that's why I have it up on my board next to me, but it's something that you should be living by as a company. And one of the things I always tell people when I first bring them on is like, this is what you can expect from me and our entire team. And this is what we expect from you. And we hire and fire based on these core values. So if you're going to live through this concept of wow, everyone, guess what? You need expectations on everything. Yeah. On everything. You bring on a new patient. They should have an expectation in the beginning, what the cost is before they're charged. They should have an expectation on length of care. They should have an expectation on what they need to be educated on along the journey. They should have all these expectations. So when you look at wow, everyone, you have to break down and you've got to ask yourself, what are the behaviors that my team and myself need to honor to honor this um, core value? And then you can go deeper. Where in our standard operating procedures or SOP are we refining expectations? Where can we do better? The next question is, how do we exceed the expectation? If the patient's expecting X, how do we create X plus 10? And you got to ask the right question to get the, the best answer. Uh, and to create success in business, you want to wow the clientele. Provide higher service, higher outcome uh, than what you set as an expectation. So when you get granular on that, what I just did is say, okay, well, what are the expectations? I don't know. Well, let's find them. What is the SOP? I don't know. Let's write it. So this one thing just gave you a thousand hours of work. <laughs> you got to figure out what they are. You got to write them. You got to train your team on them. Then you got to exceed them. Well, how do you exceed them? You need behaviors and trainings and systems in order to exceed the expectation. Right now, you may not know the expectation. You may not know how to change it and you may not know how to train on it. So it's like, boom, it may have opened a, a mindset like, wow, I got a lot of work to do. And that's the beauty of something like Align Life is that we have the systems, the behaviors, the training, the auditing in order to make sure that you know the expectation and you can exceed it, right? Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, let's go to the next one. People matter. Uh, I know this resonates well on the personal <laughs> side for both you and I, uh, this, the concept people matter. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we embrace individuality. Commit to personal development and strive for excellence. So break oh. that down. The first is the individual is the individual. We always joke about our sister company, Siva, Siva Nutraceuticals, <laughs> because one of our team members uh, wanted to be on a grounding mat. And he asked if I mind if he has a grounding mat. And I said, no, it's totally fine. He goes, but I need to, I want bare feet on my mat so that, uh, you know, I can ground myself. I don't want to have, you know, rubber sole shoes because it won't create the grounding I want because the keyboard is an electromagnetic radiation coming into my body and I want to have it grounded. Okay, that makes total sense. <laughs> so it's interesting because then we bought an EMF tester and 
had it in one hand while he was putting his hand on the keyboard and he's emitting radiation through the keyboard. So although it may sound so wildly uh, off the chart, it was a, a truth and measured by a machine. So now I say, okay, so now we have a staff member standing there uh, on this grounding mat barefoot. Then the, we found that the EMF radiation on the fluorescent lighting above is a problem. So now we have the lights off and a little light in the corner. So the dark, the room's kind of dark. Then his computer screen was too low that affected his posture because he's standing. So I had to buy this stand to put the computer screen high enough. So he kept the curve in his neck, which I love being a chiropractor. <laughs> so he's got the screen way high. The lights are off. He's barefoot. There's incense in the room. And then we had a client walk in the office and here comes this barefoot guy uh, walking out of a room to deal with a client. And I shook my head and say, okay, maybe I'm overdoing the acceptance of individuality <laughs> when, the, when the barefoot guy came out of the room. But anyway, <laughs> a little bit of a joke there. But um, what that did is create someone that was innately themselves and pounded out such amazing, amazing work and research and product development and everything because he lived, uh, you know, he lived who he was. So anyway, I, I thought they'd enjoy that story. And the other thing too is like, I have a grounding mat right under my keyboard. I have a grounding mat at my, <laughs> my sitting desk and my standing desk. So. Oh, good, good. So no, there's, there's reality behind that. And sometimes we're so such conformist in business. Like this is the way you do it because that's the way it's supposed to be done. We, one of the other things that we have in a change agents is, is the next one. And that's what, that's what I use is that core value to say, do we have to do that? Like, do we have to follow that? Yeah. You know, that's the question I always ask myself, do I have to do that? No, I don't. I can do something different. The second part, personal development, we're actually moving to in 2023 of earmarking 2% of gross revenue, the company to go to training, all training of our teams. So if it's, let's say it's a $5 million business, that's 500,000, uh, um, uh, no, that's 10%. Uh, I'm bad with my math, but anyway, 2%, I can't figure out 2%, 2% yeah, of the total revenue. Yeah. $200,000 going towards training. So you earmark it. So what kind of training can we do for our team? That's a big gap in most companies is they don't invest back to the people. And when you add it to your core value, you have to honor it. And the next one is we don't wait for excellence. We strive for excellence. So done is better than perfect, right? You know, we all talk about that phrase. We strive for excellence always. And that's the question. Is this your best work? Right? So we create not only safe, but respectful environments where people can grow, thrive. Growing is raising your consciousness. Thriving is excelling and being not in um, survival, but uh, not survive, but thrive. It's a different mindset. It's a, it's a mindset yep. of abundance thriving. So we want our team to grow their consciousness. We want them in a state of abundance, thrive. And we want them not to be the best. We want them to be and this honors Cliff's core values. We want them to be the best version of themselves. Cliff yeah. is not trying to be Joe Esposito, and I'm not trying to be Cliff Fisher. We're trying to be the best version of ourselves. And I know that's right along. I think I probably, I think you're the one who refined that last <laughs> piece because uh, that's that's your innate. Um, so anyway, yeah. I just I could read this over and over, Cliff, uh, the of how this honors uh, who we are. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think what we want to do is just kind of give you the overview. And I know Joe's given the stories and the thoughts behind it, but 
Like we want you to realize like, honestly, how painful this experience is, but how rewarding it is when it's done. Because honestly, when I read these, I tear up, I get emotional. I'm like, cool, let's throw on the armor. Let's go to battle because it is a battle every day. This has to be big enough for us to want to do the next thing. Because if it's not, it's easier just to stay in bed. <laughs> it's true. So true. Next one, so, change agents. We are creative and innovative problem solvers. Creative and innovative. Two different things. Uh, innovation is the creation. Creativity is just opening the door to other thoughts. Innovation is create, actually creating and, and we solving problems through those two mediums. We take risks. And what's really important to me is in my values is ch challenging the status quo. <laughs> I want to step out of the status quo, step out of the box, and I want to crush the box. I don't want to stay in the box. So whether it be our <laughs> clinical process, we're pretty much disruptors in the industry of doing things like adding lab tests to a chiropractic office. Like that's disruptive. It's hard. If people challenge it. People don't understand it. And it's you know things like that is totally challenging the status quo this is the way it's supposed to be done and it goes back to i hate to i know we're uh, it's a longer session today but i got to tell the story in the status quo of the yeah. woman who uh the, the little girl who asked the mom why do you cut off both ends of the pot roast when you cook <laughs> the pot roast well the status quo says that's the way my grandma did it and they said well why don't you call grandma and the little kid asked the mom, call your mom, call grandma and ask her, I, I'm too busy. No, please. I want to know why you're cutting those off. Well, that's what she always did. You call the grandmother, the grandmother gets on the phone and goes, I, I don't know. It's the way my mother did. And she's like, my great grandmother, the little girl said, cut it off. Well, where's she? She's at the nursing home. She can't <laughs> hear very well. Well, let's go into the nursing home. And find so they end up going on the trip, the little girl ask her great-grandmother why they cut both ends of the pot roast when they put it in the pot and, and cook the pot roast. And she said, well, it was because my pot was too small. So <laughs> three generations of the status quo of doing something because that's just the way you do it. And what I urge yeah. you to do and what we want to do is forget the status quo. Find meaning as to why we do what we do. <laughs> yeah. And I think Tesla, like, Elon Musk is doing that, right? Like he's finding all these places where he's challenging. Like this is impossible. This is impossible. And he's finding a way. And I think that innovation, which we talked about on the, the previous one, um, is so critical because, you know, if we don't challenge it, we're just going to keep doing the same things we've been doing and getting the same thing we've been getting. And chiropractic needs to step up and save the planet. <laughs> 100%. The last part of that is we enjoy making the complex simple. I have a habit of making things complex because I have a true clinical mind. Like a, a good Saturday for me is writing an algorithm on bone metabolism and how it's <laughs> affected by 15 different systems of the body and looking at the algorithm like that. I love that stuff. Um, that's pretty complex. So I have a hard time and I know the challenge in life and business is the simplicity is creating simplicity. So when you uh, like Cliff said, you, it's who you are. So, but it, it doesn't mean you're not struggling. You could struggle through it, but it's, it's who you are. You want simplicity. It's what you're striving for. You're in it. Then add that and have that as part of who you are. And again, don't do it as something that you aspire to in five years from now. If you want simplicity and you're living through it, then add that and make sure that it's expressed. So when I see that, it makes my thinking today 
how can I make things more simple? Right? I mean, it becomes an awareness yeah. thing. That's the beauty yeah. of it. Spot That's on. the beauty of this whole thing. Um, so yeah, change creates awareness. Yeah, sorry, Joe. It creates that awareness, but then also gives us that space of like, cool, this is what we need to do with everything that we're doing. So if we have a process, we're like, okay, cool. Is this as simple as it can be? Yep, perfect, done, check. <laughs> so how does this work if you're in a strategy session? Someone could say, are we just following the status quo or are we doing what's right? Someone could say that sentence. Someone yeah. could say, are we making this too complex because our core value of change agents is we're gonna make things that are complex simple. That's how we become a change agent in the industry. Let's simplify. Like that's the languaging I'd like to hear you guys having with your team during a strategy session based on your core values. So I urge you to have your core values on the wall during your strategy session. I urge them to be in front of you on a piece of paper somewhere like Cliff had it right in his hand is that as we're having meetings, we have those core values. Um, next one, inspired leadership. We, we had, one of the things that I used to do is hire people that were great at what they did and try to inspire them on our mission. And the reason why we have this is called inspired leadership is we only in hire, we only hire inspired people. We don't create inspired people because you can't do that. Uh, when you have to outside influence someone with motivation, uh, that's not inspiration. Inspiration's internal. So an inspired person has an energetic, um, expression inside that's inspirations inward outward motivation is outward inward to try to influence someone motivate someone to do something totally different energy um john d martini dr john d martini has some video series on youtube if you want to know the difference between motivation and inspiration but really really good um, um sessions he has so we attract inspired people and create great teams you hire good people but you create great teams Okay, so the, the greatness of a team is something that you nurture through training. And we do that in a team, teams that thrive in an environment of autonomy. Autonomy means that they are self-directed. They do what they need to do with accountability, that they need to honor their KPIs, their, uh, their deliverables for the quarter. They have autonomy to get the job done. And through that, we celebrate three things. Positivity. We always keep a positive outlook. Even in the midst of adversity, we look for the positive. Passion, passion is that, that deep insight, energetic to follow that mission. And last, hustle. Sometimes you gotta get in there and just hustle. You may not have the dollars, but you got the hustle. Roll up the sleeves, go on the street and hustle. What? Sometimes. Sometimes. No. <laughs> Every business under the first 100 million in revenue is a little short on staff and a little short on money. <laughs> right. you know, after the hundred million, maybe you get a little break and maybe you have enough people, but we're enough money, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I just think there's always, a hustle's always a good space. I think so. I love adding that because uh, it's a different energy, right? Hustle is, hustle is just roll up the sleeves, get a little scar tissue, maybe uh, a little calluses on your hands to get this, get the job done. Yep. You just want your whole team. Like, I know like that one really resonates with me. Like, hustle, even if you're staffed, right. And money's fine. Like any of that, like you still want to hustle. Like you don't want to set on your laurels. Like, Oh yeah, we're this, that, 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 Like you just want that hustle, that intention. Like I always want to be that Rocky Balboa, like going in, like let's yeah. get after this. 
tussle because you know what the i forget the other guy but the champion he just kind of laid back on his laurels and i just i don't ever want to be that company because chiropractic does not have the luxury to do that because there is a planet and you know doctors lives at stake so so true and that that really resonates with me because you're talking about the overall mission of the the our our profession and uh these exercises we're going through to create a more convicted individual on their own values helps them be more convicted uh, agent for this, um, this profession that we have that is telling the truth, the honesty, and trying to deliver uh, a more authentic healthcare experience to empower individuals to live their best life overall. So I, I think there's a thread through all of these podcasts is we're really wanting to help deliver chiropractors that are convicted on purpose and thriving inside of this industry by serving, you know, serving society. So I, I love you always pulling that thread through. That's beautiful. I think it's the last one outcome focused. Yep. We utilize our data. We utilize data to guide our journey towards excellence. Just think of that for a second. Data drives our journey to excellence. So I was talking with our marketing director. We have about 10 deliverables in, in the marketing department of Alignment. And I said, I, I really need to know, you know, we have KPIs on these deliverables and we're refining those, getting ready for next year's plan. And I said, I need to define what average is for those 10 deliverables. I need you to help me understand what above average is for those deliverables. And I want you to define what excellence looks like for those deliverables. And, and also below average and poor, what's a poor number? So if we look at the deliverables and say three of them are poor and we own that, that's a whole nother level of awareness, a whole nother level. Yeah. You know your number is poor and that's okay. Eat it, chew on it, taste it, feel it, know it. But when you think you're all that and you use you know, you know, this patronizing concept in business, you'll never reach excellence. So if you could define excellence with data, you can actually strive to hit it. But think about defining excellence. Through, through data. That's clarity, guys. So anyway, that, that means so much to me. And that's where the last two years of my journey as a CEO of Align Life is trying to continually using data to guide our journey towards excellence. We make data-driven decisions. We don't want opinions without data. I think it is blah. That is, those, uh, the, the marketing is really good. This is really bad. Those are just emotional words. If you said the marketing is enhanced 23% and our cost per acquisition is down 11%, that's fruitful data for business. Don't talk in business about bad or good or I like, I don't like. Talk data. And that's a good lesson for you if you're in business is keep the emotions to your journey and your experience and your personal life and your family. But in business, keep it data-driven uh, decisions. Okay? We... We uh, can you lift that just a little, just because it says uh, your screen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, we uh, the, you, it says Cliff Fisher's. There it is. We believe results are the only truth. So this is business. This isn't the mission. The business uh, results are the only truth. What are the results? And this is good concept for your team. Is your it, hard work isn't what you want in business. It's outcome. So we don't necessarily need people to work harder. We need them to just create outcomes. It's a good clarity. Because I used to just celebrate hard work. Because I love <laughs> people. I want to appreciate them. 
and you could celebrate hard work right to bankruptcy court. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think um, like new patients and cash flow covers a lot of sin. And you know, when you start having the data, you get to start making different decisions because you know what excellence looks like versus like most chiropractors like, oh, I have money in the bank, oh, everything's going through, that's good enough versus like, no, we're looking for excellence, which is like the string through this whole space. And so I, like it really resonates with me that one and not to, you know, back to the hustle for me is like, it doesn't let us rest on our laurels either. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. So these are the five. I hope you guys learned something through them. And there's been changes over time. We had a respectful environments because we had uh, a gentleman who was disrespectful to our team. And we're like, how do we ensure we don't hire someone with arrogance or lack of humility? Well, you got to add it to your core values. And then when you meet people, you, you weed the garden in the beginning and it does, they don't honor core values. Then you don't proceed with that relationship. So th this is a beautiful um, work in practice uh, through uh, scar tissue and adversity and the journey of business to refine the core values. I think for me, Joe, that one, that, like that people matter that in respectful environments, that's also goes for chiropractic teams. Like, patient like you got to get it right like it has to be principal people um or sorry principal team patients um process that's like got to be the order things go because i know for me and when i was in practice i had a patient disrespect my my wife at the time and she and i stood up for the patient and my partner stood up for my wife like no like there is no single patient that's going to grow your practice like one single team member could so just recognize your team has to come first and people matter starts right there i agree 100 percent. so i know this was a, a bit of a long one but i feel like from a business standpoint that's i think the weight and man magnitude that this one needs to carry so joe i'd be curious on some of your takeaways um, for this one. And then um, I'll lead into what we're doing next week. Uh, for me, I realized that uh, we, uh, in our, my reality in business is that uh, we're just not refining and I'm not, not refining. We're not reviewing it and bringing it to the awareness um, as much as we need. It has to be done even more. And you think about it. Uh, we keep doing more and more, but it's, it's still not enough. I think it, on a daily basis as the CEO, uh, I need to bring this into my consciousness, like throughout every single day, uh, you know, not at a weekly meeting, not at a, I think, uh, like you said, you review your personal every day. I'm feeling, uh, reviewing my personal in the morning when I start my morning rituals and then actually reading these when I start my work day. That's, yeah, my, that's my takeaway of, uh, you know, it, you're either in it or you're not in it, right? It's not like yeah. uh, you're kind of pregnant. It's like you're either pregnant <laughs> or not. <pregnant. laughs> so uh, you're either on course with your core values or you're not, right? Yeah, 100%. So that's yeah. my take. How about you? So I think my biggest takeaway is um, our biggest, like the, our biggest return on investment is investing in our team. And one of the best ways we can invest in our team is having clear expectations agreements and those start right at the core values. And so for me, it's like, just, you know, I think it's one of those things where it's like more laps through. It's like, yeah, I know it, I know it, but then I just forget it. I'm like, nope, there's these other things that seem to be, you know, oh, I need to solve this. I need to solve this. Where it's like, nope, 
get the core values right and then you you know and lean in on your people and just honor your people and your relationships so um, awesome great session cliff i think uh i think we're carrying this message through pretty well i hope people are starting to learn and uh get more self-aware of their personal core values i hope they're able to actually create their business core values and make sure that their staff members and themselves see their personal core values being honored by the business core values creating more continuity on the mission and keeping everyone aligned to uh, the journey. So, yeah. And so, and that's what this is intended to do. It, it needs to create clarity for you personally, you professionally. And then next week, what we'll do is we'll talk about how we bring this home. And so we're going to share like, like the rest of the story on this and what we found um, and how, you know, we derive it. But meanwhile, make work on that personal work on that per, the professional. If you do want to, um, sign up. I have those 10 spots. So sign up for them. As soon as they're gone, they're gone. And then um, you guys have an awesome week. And I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Awesome. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, Joe. Bye. For opportunities to build your dream practice, presented by Dr. Fisher, reach out to Align Life Centers for Natural Health at alignlifeopportunity.com. <laughs>